Welcome to the Menopause Conversations podcast. My name's Angela Council and I'm your host for this podcast and this is where you learn all about menopause, what is happening to your body, to your hormones and life in general. Everything is changing and sometimes it can seem really, really confusing, but this is where the confusion stops right now. This podcast will share with you everything you need to know about how you can navigate your menopause transition with ease. So sit back and enjoy the show. Bye for now. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Menopause Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Council, your host for this podcast. And this week, I it is an absolute honour to introduce this guest. Marion Stewart is what I would call a true wise woman when it comes to educating women around how it is possible to move through the menopause transition naturally and without the use of you know additional hormones and and drugs marion is the author of the book manage your menopause naturally she's also written 27 other books so there's a lot that marion knows and she's a world-renowned healthcare expert and is often called the pioneer of the natural menopause movement she has been awarded the British Empire Medal in 2018 and was, has been recognised as one of the 50 most inspirational women by the Daily Mail. So Marion comes with a lot of experience. She comes with a lot of credibility. And in this discussion that I have with you, her, we talk about some of the outcomes of some of the surveys that she's done in the past because she's done some really great surveys that have given us a real insight into how women feel about menopause, how they are experiencing menopause, what, you know, whether or not they're prepared for menopause or not. And we delve into the HRT issue, phytoestrogens, and so many other things. This is this is a must-listen to episode. Um, I've been I've been part of Marion's community for quite some time. I've I've read her books. I really, really respect the work that she does. And when she agreed to be on the podcast, as I said, it was a real honour to have her. So I don't say too much more. I'm just going to say, grab a cuppa, sit back and listen to this conversation that I have with Marion. Bye for now. So thanks for joining me today, Marianne. I'm actually so excited for this conversation because I've been part of your com- your community for quite some time and I love the work that you do. Thank you. But where I want to where I want to start is on your website, you've got this survey and uh, and basically it's you know asking women what they know about menopause and some of the numbers. 90 96% of women feel unprepared for menopause. That is like, even though that that was a, done a couple of years ago, it's not that long ago, that's a really scary figure. 90, 96% of women feel unprepared. And to I me, know, and in the same sad. survey, in the same survey, two-thirds of them said they felt robbed of life as they knew it. Yeah, I know. And that was just, sad. honestly, it makes me weep because my team and I have been helping people, as you know, to manage their menopause naturally for 28 years and I've written lots of books. I've done lots of broadcasting. I toured in Australia many times. And we have reached so many women 
very successfully and they've turned their lives around. And it makes such a big deal because when 100 years or so ago, we weren't living much past 50, so it didn't matter. But when we're in our 40s now, we're kind of halfway, 40-something is pretty much halfway there. So we've got another half of our life to look forward to. And if you're overcome with symptoms or you're a victim of something like osteoporosis, the bone thinning disease or dementia or heart disease, that life is going to be very limited and it doesn't have to be that way. The statistics at the moment are showing that one in four women are leaving the workplace. Forbes says it costs $810 billion globally each year due to lost productivity associated with menopause. So all these women who have worked so hard to compete with men all their lives are suddenly being bowled over by their hormones during midlife and no one's coming to their rescue. The Mayo Clinic survey in 2019 on doctors and gynecologists in the US showed that only 7% of them felt adequately educated to help women going through menopause, which I find appalling. You know, it's beyond shocking. It is. And it's, it's, you know, I know that my, I've got a young daughter who's now, she's just finishing high school and they get taught very little about women's hormones. And I know that I didn't know much until I kind of started having issues and then I studied and then that's when I learned about it, but I still didn't learn about menopause. Even when I was studying to be a naturopath, it was kind of the last thing that was taught on the last subject of the last day time is like just shoved in the end is like, oh, by the way, if someone has hot plushes, this is what you do. It's like, until I got to this time of life, I didn't know this stuff either. And it's like, why, why are women not being educated? And now there is a bit, there's a lot more talk going on at the moment. And I know that you are originally from the UK, but, and I think the US is also having some conversations too, where we've got some, you know, celebrities standing up and talking about menopause, but it's a very one-sided conversation, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately it is. I think the good thing is I was in the UK a few years ago and I, my team and I conducted several surveys. So the the survey you talked about was one of half a dozen surveys we did. And I was writing for the Daily Mail at the time. So we got these massive, well, we had massive coverage for these surveys. And that started the conversation around 2018, 2019. And then other people have taken over and there has been a big shift in the U, uh, in the UK in particular, where they've even got to the point now where the government are appointing or have appointed a uh, specific person to look after women's health, particularly menopause. Uh, but it's very biased towards hormone replacement therapy. And I, whilst I understand that some women want to take hormone replace, replacement therapy, in another survey we did on 1,100 women, of those who took HRT, and I think it was 62% of them were prescribed H, uh, so no, 42% were prescribed HRT, 14% didn't take it. And of the ones who did, it was 62, 61%, something like that, had adverse side effects and had to come off it. And so there are certain women who can't take it anyway, if they've got history of breast cancer or blood clotting or whatever it is in their family. So there has to be an alternative. And the alternative that we use and we've been using for all these years is actually based on published medical research. And in fact, the first study, because I was helping originally, I run an advisory service in the UK and I was helping women with PMS very successfully. 
94% of them were symptom-free within four months. And I was in Australia. I can, In fact, I remember the first study. It was published in the British Medical Journal. And it was a study done at Monash in Australia where they took a group of women and they fed them soy, red clover, and flax seeds. And they found they were able to bring about a similar change in the lining of the vagina as they would have expected to see in women taking hormone replacement therapy. And so that was the first study. And then obviously there were many more studies after that. Now there are literally thousands of medical papers on the non-drug approach, but the doctors are not being educated. And it's very hard if a woman's been up all night, she can't sleep, she's feeling confused, she's got brain fog. How on earth is she meant to go online and determine the good information versus the bad information? And there's tons of bad information out there because if you take, for example, the supplement industry, there are some great supplements that have been through clinical trials and have been shown to be safe and effective, but equally there are many more in pots and pretty packets that don't even contain what they say on the label. And so it's a minefield it's for totally. women when they get to a certain age. And I just feel incensed about it because I think women need to invest in themselves at this point in time. It's that it's almost like they're at a crossroads and they're either going to go downhill and really become like a shadow of their former selves, or they're going to get empowered with knowledge and information and maybe have a bit of support if they need it and just come out the other end of this tunnel feeling like the best version of themselves so that they can do anything they want to for the rest of their lives. And also not just overcome menopause symptoms, but protect themselves against osteoporosis, the bone thinning disease and heart disease and dementia. And all of those things can be killers. You know, and, and you can prevent that. So it makes the quality of your life much better. You can enjoy your relationships. You can stay in the workplace. You can keep feeling sharp and sexy. You know, who doesn't want that? That's right. <laughs> and unfortunately, the message that I'm seeing and that are coming back to me, I see women who say, oh, but I'm not having any symptoms. But they get they get the message that if they don't take HRT, they're going to get symptoms or they're going to, you know, get the osteoporosis, the heart disease and all that. So they're thinking, oh, I've got to take HRT because it's a preventative because that's the message that's out there, that if you don't take this, this is what's going to happen. And women who are not even having symptoms are now afraid. They're, you know, they're going through menopause quite easily and now all of a sudden they're afraid because that message is coming out. And obviously there's a lot of funding that sits behind that message. And um... I know I get upset. I mean, over the years, I have met so many women who've had their ovaries removed. They've needed to have some kind of surgery. But the doctor said, oh, let's take your ovaries just in case, you know, and it's an it's a nightmare. It really is. And it's the same for this. I mean, 20 percent of women who go through menopause don't get symptoms. But the research shows that billions of women have got nutritional deficiencies and that affects your brain chemistry and your hormone function it affects everything. So. Even if you're taking HRT, you still got to look at what can you do about your diet and lifestyle if you want to live in the best shape. Correct. And if you're on HRT and you don't want to be on it for any reason, because you may be one of the women that we've encountered in our surveys who are having adverse effects, I stress that women shouldn't come off HRT suddenly because they can get really bad withdrawal symptoms. But we get them established on the non-drug approach. And then eventually what happens, because what's happening is the ovaries retire. And so you've got empty estrogen receptor sites within the cells. And so those receptor sites are hungry for estradiol, which is what you had before menopause. And that's what HRT does. It fills those receptor sites. However, 
if there was a race between Mother Nature's estrogen and HRT and the ghastly xenoestrogens that are in the environment that cause breast cancer and goodness knows what else, Mother Nature's estrogen wins. And so it jumps into the receptor site, seals off the space. And so what we're effectively doing is making, not only satisfying the brain that everything's normal, but we're making the HRT redundant. So eventually when they do wean off the HRT, they don't have any adverse side effects. So I know that phytoestrogens is a very big part of what you do. Now, I also just want to talk to this, uh, the topic on soy, because once again, soy has been given a very bad name hasn't <laughs> it? over the years. It's like, don't take soy because it's going to do this and it's going to do this and it's going to do this. And we've got to avoid soy and all of that. Can you speak to that, that soy is not actually... <laughs> bad thing for us and what we really and I think in fact I the first time I heard that I was actually in Australia or New Zealand actually I think it was New Zealand there was a whole hoo-ha about soy but what the research shows and in fact in my latest book manage your menopause naturally I talk about this in depth in chapter three which is all on naturally occurring estrogen um what the research shows is that it has a cancer protective effect and that it actually helps you to prevent osteoporosis, heart disease, and dementia, as well as helping to control your symptoms. And if you look at Asian communities who've been consuming soy for literally centuries, they have half the incidence of bone thinning, osteoporosis, half the incidence of estrogen-dependent cancer, and half the incidence of heart disease. And they didn't even have a term in, I think it was Japanese, for hot flush, Mm. hot flash until they were followed to America and adopted a Western diet and then they got the symptoms. So I think there's a lot to be said for these natural estrogens and they and they really don't, I mean, obviously nothing suits everybody. Sometimes people have an upset tummy or whatever it is, but it's finding, we all go through this transition in a slightly different way. We've all got different DNA, we've got different history and different tastes. And so it's really important for each individual person to find what's gonna work for them. And that's the key thing. The first thing we do on our program is teach women how to detect and correct nutritional deficiencies. That's the very first thing because that's That's, the very foundation of good health. And so many women these days are deficient in various nutrients because they've been on the pill just because of our general lifestyle, all of that is like, that's just... Well, and if when you have babies and you breastfed, you're going to be left in a depleted state. I mean, my PMS patients years ago, we discovered, we did five separate studies that we have published and we found that magnesium was the most common deficiency and other nutrients like B vitamins, essential fatty acids, calcium, vitamin D, you know, lots of those nutrients were in short supply. When we corrected them, we couldn't believe the response and the difference and, and the symptoms by making those changes to your diet, maybe taking some supplements in the short term, doing some exercise, symptoms were gone within a few space of a few months. And the same with menopause, we're finding all the time, we're having women who come. I had a patient uh, about, probably about 10 weeks ago now, because she's finished my course a couple of weeks ago. She was on my six week course. I met her in my Facebook group. She was really suicidal. She was off work. She had a very senior job in the government, but she couldn't function. And she just felt like there was nothing left for her. I mean, she didn't do her hair anymore. She didn't do her nails. She was just like a a hermit at home. 
And I said, come on the program. And she did. And I worked with her. And within six weeks, she was not just back at the hairdressers and the nail bar, but she was actually back at work. She was fully functioning. She actually split up with her partner. She'd had this kind of long-term iffy relationship with him. And she was back out there wanting to reinvent herself in six weeks. You know, it's like incredible transformation. It makes such a difference to have what I call a midlife refuel. And the thing is, HRT doesn't even work that quickly. (laughs) And we have, you know, even you're just investing in your own health as you you get older. It's like there's... this is what I'll, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you because women do not realize that they actually have the power to do this. They're basically the power has been you have to take this pill, you've got to have this patch, whatever. Yet the power lies with, with each each one, each individual. We choose what we put in our body. I know, but the thing is, women are really lacking education. I mean, I remember one year I was in Perth and I was at the theater at Menopause the Musical. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a book signing and they asked me to be there for five nights. And so I was in the foyer listening to the women going past me. And I heard them saying, been there, done that and got the T-shirt. And I'm thinking, well, actually, you haven't because menopause is just one day. You've mm-hmm. got perimenopause, which is the eight years leading up to menopause. Menopause is the anniversary of your last period. And then you're postmenopausal for the rest of your life. And at that point, you're much more predisposed to heart disease and dementia and osteoporosis. Osteoporosis, you can lose 20% of your bone mass around the time of menopause and have fractures that can actually end your life. You can have a heart attack. And I I heard the other day, I was at a conference, I didn't realize that 50% of women after menopause die from their first heart attack. You know, that's a massive number. And it's not well known. And dementia, do you know, it's a living bereavement. Who wants to live with that if you can prevent it? So it's so important that women actually come to understand they've got the power. They just need to connect with the knowledge. And in my experience, women are so hungry. Once they know they can, then they are so hungry for the information. They lap it up, they apply it, and they get themselves into amazing shape. I mean, really amazing. Instead of leaving the workplace, they get made head of department. You know, instead of leaving the workplace, they're leading a big team of midwives or whatever it is. They're doing whatever they were born to do in a great way, instead of literally being curled up in a ball and not feeling that they can go out of the house. Totally, 100%, 150% agree with you because, yes, that's what women, that's what I find. Women just want, they want to know. And I find it really sad that, and it's the same for me, it's like you get to the age of 40 and you don't understand your hormones. That is, that's that's a it's a real indictment of our society and how women's health does not play an important role in our society. You know, yeah, getting pregnant and all of that. You know, we focus on that, but even then, women don't understand their hormones. And no, we- and there was a survey published in the UK about it's about eighteen months ago on female doctors, and it was ninety something percent of them said they were bothered by their menopause symptoms. And 40-something percent of them said that they were either going to leave the workplace or work less hours because they couldn't manage. And I actually cried when I read that because I, I thought all, what we're doing is all based on published research. How come they haven't read the research? I, don't, I just don't understand. Why, yeah, why is that? Why is it, you know, and you probably don't have the answer because you've been trying to get this out. Why is this type of information being almost suppressed? 
like we're out there trying to say, and yes, you know, the, the people who find what you do, who find what I do, they start to listen. But still, it's still a more, we have a small voice compared to the voice of the pharmaceutical companies. And, you know, there's no money to be made in you know, teaching someone to eat well. So, no, nope. <laughs> I know. I mean, I went to a networking dinner in London a few years ago. And I, on the way out, I bumped into the, this woman who we ended up traveling back to where we were going part of the way together. And we got chatting. She was, she used to be a doctor. She was a doctor for 20 years. And she, at that time, she was the CEO of Virgin Care in London. And she told me that she tried HRT three times. It didn't have a good effect on her. She was desperate to get some help. So I said, come on the program. She did. Within three weeks, her symptoms went and they never came back. And she had 5,000 nurses to look after in her workplace. And this was all going through COVID. We went into the workplace. We helped. It was all virtual because it was during COVID. We helped with webinars and information and so on. And the women were so grateful. They just felt really heard and helped and supported. And it made such a big difference. It doesn't take much. You know, I think the workplace is the place where women are going to get the most help yes. and we're having a lot of success. And so I think that, you know, it's unrealistic for us to expect that doctors are going to get educated anytime soon. I think it's better in Australia probably than it is in England no, and not. certainly isn't any good here. Maybe it's not any good in Australia either, but, <laughs> you know, it's like it, I, I just don't understand why. But But I think women can be hopeful because there is a ton of great information out there. And what I try and do in my books is, I thread the research through the chapters just in very easy uh, terms. And then at the back, I've got lists of references for people who are more medically minded to support everything that we're doing, because everything we do on our program is based on published medical research. So there is, there's no excuse. Women do not need to suffer through perimenopause, menopause, or even postmenopause. They can get themselves into great shape. And if you think that the flushes are, are gonna go anytime soon, that's not necessarily going to happen. We've had patients in their 70s and even 80s who are still having hot flushes. They can't remember their best friend's name. They think they've got dementia. Do you know when it, it turns out that it really is associated with their hormone levels? Mm -hmm. They've just got empty receptor sites and the brain can't deal with that. Um, I've had a patient, in fact, there was one patient from England who went on holiday to Australia and she got taken by ambulance to hospital five times in four weeks. They thought she was having a heart attack. But actually, it turns out it was palpitations to do with menopause. And when she came on the program, she never had another one. No panic attacks, nothing. You know, it's just the symptoms disappeared. And so I get very frustrated, as I'm sure you do, seeing all the needless suffering. So tell us about your book. Uh, the latest Manage, book is... Um, menopause Naturally. Yeah, Manage Your Menopause Naturally, that one there. Um, you can get it on Amazon um, and it's there's a UK version and um, an American version. I'm not quite sure what you get in Australia, but... Uh, I think it's the, actually... Uh, the one with that pink cover on it, I think, I think we're getting the US version. Yeah, it's uh, my 28th book but it's my first American book. So it's been very exciting because I've got on TV here. And in fact, tomorrow I'm recording a, a TV series here as well um, on menopause, which is very 
uh, empowering because it means that lots more women are going to get to hear about it. So the book is this particular book is based on my six week course. The six week course came about because I had a five month program, a bit like my PMS program. But then in 2017, I made four little films for Facebook on my phone, which was a kind of really rough kind of um, production. Um, but over a million women saw those films in 12 weeks. And so I was knocked over and beyond saddened by their suffering and decided that obviously couldn't help them all. So I would take the science behind the five-month program, turn it into six bite-sized modules and teach women how to manage their symptoms. And so that's how our six-week program came about. Um, it's now kind of tech-enabled and you have a dashboard and everyone gets their own program. But the book, because the first six chapters are the six parts of the course. So if people are suffering mildly to moderately, they can help themselves. And then there's more information about how to keep yourself in good shape, how to have conversations in the workplace, how to have strong bones, healthy heart and all of that kind of stuff. And then loads of recipes and menus and fast options for people who absolutely hate cooking. So there's kind of a bit of everything in there for everyone to. Um, uh, and I get lovely messages from people who have just read the book and I've never met them saying it changed their lives. So I'm really pleased that I put the um, effort into it to get the book done because it's actually it's like having a baby it takes you about nine months to write it and edit it and oh painful process but anyway once it's done it's lovely and I'm pleased I did it and it's absolutely fantastic that you've got this reach and there's more women who are actually hearing this message that it is possible for us as an individual to take control and you know do some pretty simple and basic things to actually make this journey an easier one and I, I i see that it's this generation of women we're the wise women and we're the ones who are going to teach those women who are coming beyond us because yes. they're coming through a similar stage that we are where they don't know they're not educated but if we get the education and this generation shows women that it is possible to come through this time of life with relative ease you know being able to be in control understanding what's going on with your body we can then you know they will see what's possible I oh mean, absolutely it's a legacy thing and what yeah. we're trying to do in the next five years is get rid of the m word because there's so much stigma associated with that yes. and ageism what what i think should happen is that everyone should understand that they need a midlife refuel in their 40s and it should be a passage of right to get that maybe in the workplace and just get signposted so that you can have a, a recharge and get turbocharged, as it were. It's a bit like a 5,000-mile service and come out the other end of it feeling that you are really in good shape because as women, we very often go downhill so slowly we don't realise how far down we've gone. Mm. And we're used to doing things for everybody else and we don't treat ourselves as a priority. So we, um, what we do is we've got something for everybody. So we last year we launched the Midlife Refuel Club and that's a free resource, which has got tons of my content in there. There's, there are probably dozens of films, maybe 100 films. There's webinars, there's downloads, there's everything. And we have live sessions as well. So people can come and get their questions answered, sometimes meet other experts as well. And um, it, it's just a, a place where people can come and gather. And we are about to, um, by the time this goes live, we'll have launched our app as well. 
So we'll have even more content and information out there for people. Um, and again, that's going to be free. And uh, um, obviously, if people want to come on our six-week course, they can, and there's a fee for that. But there's depending on where you are in your journey and what you need, there's something there for everybody. So, you know, women can actually start to find information and, may you know, and easy to understand information and in the one place, which is absolutely fantastic rather than having to kind of search through Google and get all these different, you know, science reports and all this type of stuff. When you've got it all in one place, they can just go there and just then start start learning there, which is absolutely fantastic. And we also um, include men. So we've, uh, because over the years we did, for example, a, a webinar, a global webinar for Cisco, and they invited men. So that was my first encounter with men. And we did a, a survey on men. And we found that very often they feel rejected and frustrated and they're scared to have a conversation just like the women are. Mm. And so we have created some resources for men as well to help them to understand how to support their partner going through menopause or if they're in the workplace, how to support their colleagues. Because very sometimes it's very difficult for an older woman to have a conversation with a younger man about her hormone health. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, is, it can be very tricky. So I think it's just working out what each individual needs for their journey so that they can feel um, understood, empowered, hopeful that they can actually get back to feeling really good again, uh, rather than giving up and just thinking it's that the best years of their life have passed them by, because that's what the women say in our survey. And hopefully over the next five, 10 years, we're going to really notice the shift to more women understanding. And also one of the thing, and this is something that, it happens a lot in different stages of women's life, the kind of the for and against, you know, there's the for the breastfeeding, there's the for the bottle feeding, there's the for natural birth, the cesareans, there's for HRT, there's against. It's like we're always pitted against each other, but really every woman has, has the, you know, has the power to make the decision that works for them and they shouldn't actually be demonised for it. But there is a bit of demonisation going around, and I'm hoping over the next five to ten years we actually see that there is a more women working together because that's what we do so well. Women do work together really, really well, but, you know, outside forces don't always allow that to happen. No, and I really think, you know, I hope in time, because there will be publications, we're, we're going to be doing publications in the workplace as well, the effect that that's having. I think that a smart pharmaceutical company would understand that, that it's, it's a good idea to support the natural approach because women are going to feel even better. There'll be some women who do want to take HRT, mm. but they need to get themselves back into really good shape as well. And the HRT is not going to do that because it wasn't designed to do that. It's That's got right. a very limited brief, as it were, um, at, at best. And so, but when you, for example, just doing a formal session of relaxation has been shown daily, has been shown to reduce hot flushes by 50 to 60%. Do you know, why wouldn't you do that if you, <laughs> if you know about it? Do you know, exercise, it doesn't have to be running a marathon. It could just be dancing to your favorite music. It's going to energize you. It's going to oxygenate mm. your brain. It will help you to clear the brain fog. It's going to help with the aching joints because you're going to lubricate them. And it's also going to help release endorphins, which make you feel good. So, you know, why wouldn't you do that if you can? I know. You know so, so there's all these different bits of the program. It's not just, unfortunately, there isn't just a magic pill. But women, after about two or three weeks on our program, women start feeling 
significantly better. And by six weeks, they are so motivated to carry on because they feel like a different version of themselves. So I'm going to wind it up there because, you know, we could probably talk about this for days on end. <laughs> Until Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so let people know how they can find out about Midlife Refuel Club, and I will put all this in the show notes, um, your book and where they where they can find out more about you, whether or not it's your website, your socials and whatever. Okay, so um, Marion Stewart is a funny spelling, M-A-R-Y-O-N, Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-L-T. So find me on social media, Marion Stewart Menopause on Instagram, everywhere else I'm Marion Stewart. And uh, my website's marionstewart.com. And the Midlife Refuel Club is on there, but otherwise it's marionstewart.com forward slash midlife hyphen refuel. So you can go straight to that. And the book Manage Your Menopause Naturally is available from Amazon and hopefully most good booksellers. Yep, it's all on, it's all online through the book depository and a few other places. So thank you so much for your time. Um, you have been, you are truly a wise woman in this space. You've been thank doing you. this for so many years and you know we need leaders like you who are out there really championing how we can do this differently rather than just accepting that the only way we can get through menopause is to take some pills or put a patch on that there is another way and it is all about creating our health for the next half of our life as opposed to simply slapping a band-aid on to get rid of a couple of symptoms so thank you so much for the work you do thank you so much for your time i know that you're very very busy it has been an honor to speak to you and good luck with everything else you're going to be doing going forward thank you very much it's been lovely to spend time with you so wasn't that conversation absolutely amazing there is so much that marion has to teach and we i mean honestly i could sit there and listen to her all day long with with her experience, the amount of experience that she has and what she's done. She is a true leader in the education space when it comes to how to managing menopause naturally. Now, if you want to find out a little bit more about Marion, I will put all these links in the show books, show notes, but you will find on Facebook, she's under ms.marionstewart. So it's M-A-R-Y-O-N-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Twitter, Marion Stewart, Instagram, Marion Stewart Menopause. The YouTube link is a really long link, so I'll put that into the, the group as well, into the show notes as well. So wasn't that conversation absolutely amazing? Marion has so much wisdom. She has been in this industry for so long and she's changed the lives of so many women. Now, if you want to learn more about the work that Marion does, if you want to follow her on the socials, you can find her on Facebook as ms.marionstewart. So it's M-A-R-Y-O-N-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Twitter, Marion Stewart. Instagram, Marion Stewart Menopause. The YouTube links are really, really long with lots of numbers and letters in it so i'm going to put all of the links into the show notes and you can also get her book manage your menopause naturally over on amazon so go over follow the work that marion does she's got a great free community where she does free videos few free q and a's 
nearly every single week. Now, just before you do go, I just want to remind you that if you really enjoy listening to Marion and you enjoy listening to the Menopause Conversations podcast, particularly if you're on an iPhone, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review. That means that other women can also find the podcast. Women who are going through menopause who want to learn more about menopause, they'll be able to find it. So you can go to Apple Podcasts if you have an iPhone and leave me a rating and review. That'd be fantastic. If you're listening to me on Google Play or Spotify or anywhere else, anywhere you can leave a review, that'd be fantastic. Now, if you want to continue this conversation, if you want to learn more about how you can navigate your menopause transition with ease, why not drop over to the Menopause Conversations Facebook group? And over there, we can continue having a conversation around menopause. You know, what what can you expect for women who aren't sure what's going to happen? What can you do to reduce your symptoms? Pop over there, I post things on a regular basis, let's have an ongoing conversation. That's it from me this week. I really, really want to thank you for joining me for listening and for best being part of the podcast community. Sometimes when you're recording these podcasts and you're putting them out into the world, you're not sure who's listening. And I'm hoping that something that I'm sharing, whether or not it's the guest I had today or on any other podcast, that it's really made a difference in the life of at least one woman. It is really hard, you know, I get the download numbers, but you know, that's not very accurate. I really don't know. Podcasting is a bit of an unknown Um, topic you don't know who's on the other end so if this has made a difference to your life or if there's something else that you want to know more about if you want me to answer some questions please feel free to either pop into the facebook facebook group the menopause conversations facebook group let me know over there or drop me an email angela at angelacouncil.com that's it from me this week and i'll be back next week with another episode of menopause conversations podcast bye for now